Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Podcast of the Galactic Heroes. We're here doing Planetess again, and it is episodes. Oh no, I have I have been hoisted by my own petard. I I always <laughs> label my notes episode two every time because it's the second episode in the group, even if it's not episode two. And I looked over to check what episode it was, and I know it's not episode two, but I saw two at the top, and my brain just shut down. <laughs> it was like, uh, did you mean? Two and I'm like, no, I didn't do two. Okay, so it's seven, eight, and nine. Correct. Seven, My two, apologies. And nine. Wow. Yes, episode seven, episode two, episode nine. As you do uh, of Planetas. Oh my god. So yeah, these episodes have been. Uh, these we, ones were great. We got uh, over I the really bad episode, episode, which is episode six. So uh, we're doing good for that yeah. one. We successfully put the ninjas in the toilet, and it's time for the adults to go back in the room. I will say, I do like at the beginning of episode seven when they're like, how are the ninjas out of here so fast? And the correct answer was, no one wanted them here. <laughs> so that they are not No one in this wanted episode. to draw those stupid ninjas again. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, too, because um, they show a shot of like the hospital beds, and they're like their ninja paraphernalia is just laying on the couch. The nurse shit is still it. there. Yeah. They just left that crap. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, episode seven. Uh, I guess I'll just jump right on it. Its title is called "Extraterrestrial Girl." It kind of gives away the turn of the episode, but factual uh, statement. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, we got a voiceover in the beginning. Hachi's talking about how humans aren't built for space. Like muscle mass and bone density goes away. The isolation's killing. Radiation's terrible. So the moon is kind of like a home away from home in a sense. Um, it's one of the places where people can recuperate. And yet, it's and, still a harsh mistress. <laughs> let's not talk about Heinlein. <laughs> 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 Hachi is um, still has his broken ankle, which happened last episode. So he's basically spending his entire vacation in a hospital bed, which sucks for him. Yeah, I like the continuity that this has. Like the broken foot doesn't just go away at the end of the episode. It kind of does because he spends a week and it goes away. So true. <laughs> Look, super hey, space hey, tech, future medicine. That's they true. got like goo. He for spends twenty four minutes dedicated to it, and that's more than most shows would give. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, so Look, he's... I learned if I learned anything in this episode or this series of episodes, we got some good ass future goo, and, and <laughs> like we can apply it for yeah. sure. Cast There's got to like be a gel applied cast. future. It goo. looks really cool. Yeah. Like it's not that like the traditional so plaster. Up. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So um, he's hobbling around on a crutch in one sixth gravity on the moon, and he goes to like a vending machine to buy some food, and he's scoping out this girl who's just laying on the couch taking pictures of Earth uh, with her camera. Yeah, there's a sweet sunroof in the hotel lobby or the hospital lobby. Yeah. Um, so he's back in his hospital bed. Uh, all of his friends are visiting. So it's like Fee and, uh, and Tabane. And who else was with them? I think it was, uh, it was Chen Sin and yeah, Lucy. Yeah, Chen Sin and Lucy are there yeah. too. Yeah. Lucy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he's all annoyed that he's not getting his time off to walk around or whatever. And like Fee's like, you don't get workers comp for this. And they're like, maybe you should go back to Earth or whatever. I, I feel this- like we have to say that Tenebrae is uh, a snitch. She snitched <laughs> and got him to not get workers comp for this. Because like, he was doing ninja shit. That's not cool, Tenebrae. You can't <laughs> take all the money you can get from the company. Yeah, 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 but at the same time, I don't feel you can really lie about jumping off of eighth story roof with a bunch of ninja people where there's like hundreds of witnesses. So. Look, it was like could... the only way out of the building that he was in because of his boss setting yeah. him up there. So, you know, frankly, workers call Yeah, better. that's what it would be is be like, yeah, my best option was the ninjas. If anything, that's a further <laughs> indictment of the business that I had to rely on these ragtag ninjas. <laughs> ninjas to fill in the gaps in the system. Yeah, so as they're arguing, we're introduced to the guy who's in the next hospital bed over. His name is Harry Rowland, and he's immediately, like, it's this, I don't know, 50, 60-year-old dude, kind of gruff and kind of old and ragged. And he's he saying pulls the, kids, the curtain away to yell at them, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're having a conversation, he's like, excuse me. Yeah, so he immediately goes off and is like, kids these days are weak, and they don't have, you know, they have all these cool techno gadgets to help them navigate. And astronauts back in my day, we did shit with a sextant and a slide ruler, you know, like that. <laughs> back in my day, we had cloth suits, and it was great, and no bad things came out of that. <laughs> Those gosh darn millennials, although I guess he's a millennial. True. Don't worry about it. <laughs> now, I'm thinking of, what did they call that age group in 2075? The ones that were born, I don't know, around 2040. 2050 or so generation got, beta generation gamma by that point they just gone into the emojis <laughs> yeah um so hachi gets pissed uh harry stands up and leaves and like fees me he's like don't you know that guy's like a 20-year vet he went to the asteroid belt he was a fucking legend and hachi's like well you know why is he in the hospital then he looks really spry because hachi's an asshole <laughs> yep um 
We cut the Hachi getting a new e-magazine. I like this detail. They have e-readers in the future on the moon, so he has to go to a kiosk and like get a new magazine. He's got to buy new carts for my Nintendo DS. Yeah, there's still yeah, it's like a USB stick, basically, of, of it, the new journal. Yeah, it looked like the old one of those Sony proprietary drives they tried pushing in the early 2000s. UMD. No, no, the no. sticks. Like no, the memory sticks yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Was it like Quick Drive? Not Quick Drive. God, what was it? Um, <laughs> it drive me crazy. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. regardless. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, he sees the couch girl over there, and he offers up. He's like, hey, do you want to read the magazine? So they strike up a conversation. And uh, for a couple things, I know she um, is this like, tall brunette, and uh, she has this really high-pitched voice, which is kind of weird. But she starts asking him about the ocean. And he's like, well, I haven't been back to Earth in over a year. And so he asks her how long you've been up here, and she says 12 years. And he's like immediately surprised at this, and he wonders like what her condition is where that she can't go back to Earth for treatment and has to be here for 12 years on the moon. Yeah, and then we really do stretch this point out for quite a while. Yeah. Um, Hachi starts talking about his Japanese hometown, which is apparently on the ocean. He starts waxing poetic about how he loved motorcycles and driving on the ocean. But the ocean isn't clean anymore, so like you can't really go swimming. Um, we find out this girl's name is Nono, and... Um, she gets called by a nurse, and she's really taller than Hachi, which is kind of funny. Like, they don't draw attention. They draw attention to it, but, like, not obviously. Like, he just kind of looks surprised when he's looking up at her, which is Yeah, a nice she stands touch. up, and he's like, whoa. Yeah, I feel that, like, any other anime would just be like, wow, you're so tall. Like, immediately call attention to it, but. Yeah. But Planet Hachi's trying to be nice to another human being, so he doesn't do that. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like it's good writing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got the Hachi in bed. Uh, he's wondering, it's like, he's again wondering about 12 years without going to Earth, like if he could do it or whatever. Uh, we get a quick cut of that Harry Rowland guy. He's just staring out a window onto the moon's surface, and he looks like he's in a daze. He's not very happy right now. He looks like a man getting ready to put rocks in his pants and walk out into a lake, if we're being honest. It's that exact <laughs> mood. Yeah. yeah. That's what I got from stare, this scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we cut over to Chen and Lucy talking. Uh, they got like different flights back or whatever. And Lucy, the whole crux of the scene is Lucy thinks that Tanabe has a crush on Hachi. And so they're like, they were talking about it. And Chen Shin definitely gets like a little look in his eye here. Yes. Um, we cut to Tanabe. She brought Hachi a space apple. This thing looks like. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> so it's, it's gigantic. It's. It's a gigantic crab apple, is what it is. Like yeah. it's, it's all like messed up and bumpy and dark red and sucks like a crab apple, but it's huge. <laughs> it's like the size of a basketball. <laughs> yeah, and they were saying like it grows in lunar soil, and so Hachi like says it's weird, and he starts complaining about it. And then Harry in the next bed over says that like you kids complain too much. Astronauts work hard, and they should not complain, and they should make space livable. And he like immediately like turns his like astronauts should always die in space. And Hachi's like, yeah, that's cool. I have plan to die in space too. And like doesn't, kinda yeah, all about actually this. that last part I'm into that yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a weird how like he just turns this from complaining to you should die in space but but uh, he's got some stuff going on yeah um, so also Hachi takes a fucking bite of that apple and yeah this apple sucks. is like yes. a full meal it's huge <laughs> but it's gross and awful which yeah it looks gross and awful look <laughs> yeah. the outside though because like the inside just looked like an apple so I don't know but if they're that, I don't know. I guess it's because I grew up in a society that thought red delicious apples were okay yeah. for the first like 15 years of my life. Like, I just think any apple that's like abnormally large just yeah. is going to be a flavorless, mealy asshole yep. of an apple. Yeah, you can <laughs> like, get some real bad apples. Yeah. Like, just texture of an apple yeah. is so much. I can't imagine a moon apple would be anything but like half mush. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so we cut to later that night. Hachi's kind of walking around during Lights Out, and uh, he meets up with Nono. She's on her bench staring at the earth. Uh, they start talking about his hometown more. He keeps talking about motorcycles and the ocean. Like, her whole dream is she wants to go to earth and see the ocean. Um, so the next day, we cut to Hachi and Nono playing bullshit, which is kind of funny. Also, um, they, the subs call it I Doubt It. So, like, does someone who knows Japanese, could you tell me if that, if they call bullshit I Doubt It in Japanese? Because that's incredible. <laughs> or if that was just like a sub thing saying, no, we can't put bullshit on there. <laughs> yeah, so Tanabe walks in. Apparently he needed an ID for paperwork or something. And they're playing bullshit with two people, which is terrible. So they ask her to play because, you know, you need three people. And she um, gets kind of flustered. Yeah, she gets flustered. She says she has plans. And then she goes and leaves the room. And I actually like this shot. Like it shows her foot or like her feet as she's leaving the room. And once she exits the room, she kind of like hesitates and sits there for a second before walking off. Um, we cut to what she's actually doing. She goes to the Apollo commemorative park. So I guess like once they build a whole bunch of shit on the moon, they built this, you know, tourism center 
And it shows, you know, Armstrong's footprints. Whalers they cut this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. Yes, yeah, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, Tanabe and Lucy, and they're doing touristy stuff looking around. Uh, some random couple asked Tanabe to take a pic of them. And, like, the couple kind of looks like Hachi and Nono. So she gets, like, a flash of them for a second and is immediately jealous. And Lucy looks suspicious at this. Uh, we cut over to Harry Roland. He walks out of, I guess, like a consultation visit with a doctor, and uh, he's looking really depressed and sketchy and shit. And, yep. uh There's like a weird, like kind of staticky cut, and then like you see some person out on the moon surface walking around, and there's like heavy breathing through like a you know a breathing apparatus. And we cut back to the hospital. Doctors are looking around, and then Harry's just lying on the moon surface, back you know to the ground, not looking great. No. Uh, we cut back to Hachi. It's, it's fine. No, he's fine. <laughs> he's, he's just having a, having a little moon nap. It's fine. Yeah. That's a thing you can do in the future. It's the future. It's safe on the moon. <laughs> it's, moon it's, that's a lie. It is still unbelievably dangerous <laughs> on the moon. <laughs> so we got the Hachi uh, and Fee. They're checking out of the hospital. And like Fee was saying, oh, I wish I could have said hi to Roland, you know, and everything. Hachi sees like a, Roland had this entire episode, this little squeeze toy in his hand that he was playing with. And so Hachi goes and tries to pick it up. And it's like crazy like strong like it's impossible to squeeze yeah and he's like holy fucking shit this 60 year old yeah he had some i don't know strength or whatever uh nono shows up uh they say goodbye and hachi's like i'll come back and visit you or whatever um as they're leaving hachi goes and asks her like he starts the phrase like he's about to ask her about her condition but then he like he stops himself and and says like oh take care of yourself and then, like, it's kind of a funny cut to, like, him and Fee in the parking garage. He's getting in this moon car, and then he's, like, starts screaming because he thinks he's an idiot. That's not really something you should say to someone who's been in the hospital for 12 years. <laughs> Hope you get well soon. Yeah. Um, there's a quick here shot here of Tanabe at the spaceport sitting on her suitcase looking sad waiting for them. Uh, we cut to Fee driving on the moon surface in this, like, space car. Um, yeah, there's moon highways, by the way. Yeah, I mean, you gotta get other places, I guess. It seems weird, though, that they didn't put this on, like, a public transit, like, railway system or something, but anyway. Nope, moon hummers. <laughs> uh, they're talking about <laughs> Nona's condition, and, like, Kachi's thinking, like, well, if she was on the moon for 12 years, wouldn't that make things worse? Why don't they just send her, you know, back to Earth? And then suddenly Fee breaks the car, like, super quickly, and... Kachi wasn't wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> Yeah, he flies right into the windshield, which I guess, you know, one six gravity takes a lot longer to stop the car, so he's better, but still. <laughs> um, so there's a person lying on the moon surface, and they go and get on their spacesuits. I guess they're in the trunk? I don't yeah, know how that works. I, I mean, I, if you had a space Hummer, like, if, if you had a breakdown on the side of the road, you'd probably want a spacesuit with you. It's true. I guess you would have to, like, depressurize the entire vehicle, though, because there's no airlocks. Quite possibly. Right. They don't go yeah. into the details of this too much. Yeah. They uh they walk over and of course Harry is sitting there, you know, passed out, lying face up. He's not wearing like a full pressure suit. It's one of like an older style suits, and I guess like because of this, like he had to do like pre-breathing and preconditioning before he went out, so there's like too much nitrogen in his blood. They do some actual science here. I'm just He's kind of skipping over. He's got the super bends, basically. Yeah, he got the moon bends, which is <laughs> yeah, moon not bends. great. Yeah, and like yeah. Uh, Hachi immediately brings up this is a rookie mistake. How could he have you know done this? He's being you know, a veteran. But Harry wakes up for a second. He's like, I want you guys to leave. I have leukemia. I want to die out on the moon. And he starts getting like really delusional and uh, kind of hallucinating, saying that like space has been, you know, a beautiful mistress and I don't want to abandon space. And then he just kind of dies right there. He's also like, I, I did this for 20 years. I loved her so much. How could she do this to me? And it's like, well, dude. Well, the sea is a harsh mistress, dude. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we immediately cut to Hachi and Fee in a smoking room, both smoking, both looking very depressed. Hachi doesn't smoke, by the way, so... Yes, the fact yeah. that he's smoking here. <laughs> sometimes, Hachi, you know... Yeah, sometimes you just really need a cigarette. A it's man just died in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Hachi's kind of... A man who, by the way, Hachi... Er like, it was not a pleasant death, and Hachi earlier, when the said man said... I'm going to die in space. Hachi was like, hell yeah, brother. And now yeah. he's like, he's been watch. confronted with the reality of dying <laughs> yeah. in space. Oh, it's actually uh, really scary and sucks and is lonely and bad. Most oh, you telling me death yeah. be not proud, bro? Yeah, most space uh. deaths are uh, not the greatest. So, 
So yeah, Hachi uh, starts talking to Fee, thinks that like if there's a god, then the god must hate humans because, you know, they pollute and they're annoying guests and, you know, we can't live in space easily. And as this is happening, Nono is outside the smoking room, kind of walks by and hears them. So she stops and listens. She's carrying an oxygen tank around and it's like, oh, wait, Hachi. Yeah. Uh, so Fee's listening to the sob story and immediately starts smacking him, saying that he needs the man up. This is humanity's world. You know, they can't curl up and be safe on Earth forever. They have to you know, go into space and get resources. And, you know, they have to be, I don't know, uh, men about it, I guess. Without she, she basically calls him a blockhead here, which is a great yeah. setup. Yeah, the joke being after she storms out of the smoking room, she starts like, fuck, his head's hard and it's like her hand is hurting. She's like shaking her fist. <laughs> yeah. Ah, can't keep doing that. Yeah, so Nono comes into the smoking room. She's holding an air tank and she's like, hey, you should find an air tank. Come with me. So they start sneaking around. Like, I guess the back facility area is like it's not well lit or whatever in this place. I mean, Roland already got out, so. That's true, yeah. Um, so they sneak into an airlock because Nona wants to go out into the surface and look at the stars. And she says something like, oh, the adults never let me out here. And he's like, the adults? You're an adult. And he's like, no, I'm only 12. And he's like, wah, wah. oh. So he flips out. He eventually figures out that she's a Lunarian. She was born on the moon. And I guess there's only four of them in the world right now. Um, yeah, print- like a real life thing. Astronauts are not allowed to bone in space. <laughs> yeah. I imagine I mean, that probably is carried on, but... Well, look, you can things bone happen. in space as long as you go back down to Earth like, <laughs> yeah, to have the kid. Yeah, he explains that, like, most people, when they realize that they're pregnant, have to go back to Earth to deliver the child. But, like, I guess her parents didn't know in time, so she was born on the moon. And uh, it's, like, found that the Lunarians, because they're on the moon's gravity, they grow really tall. But they have problems with, like, bone and muscle mass and their organs don't grow right and stuff like that. So they can't actually live on Earth. They can't just deal with the gravity. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and while this is all happening, they're getting in the airlock and suiting up and everything. And she's super cheerful. She's talking about how she's helping all the researchers l- learn about like her condition and that she's like, you know, going to help people in the future. Uh, yeah, she's like excited for her trip to Earth partially because it's going to be like research on rehabilitation of folks who, you know, have been Lunarian space or whatever. too long. Yeah. And he asked her, is like, don't you want to live on Earth? And she's like, well, Earth is cool to visit, but the moon is my home. And like, I do want to go to Earth and swim in the ocean once. And so they suit up, they go out onto the moon's surface, and, like, she turns around and does, like, the whole throwing, like, dust on the ground on him because she's, like, pretending it's an ocean. And, like, there's a cut here of her, like, in a swimsuit in an Earth ocean, and he's just kind of staring. She throws moon rocks at him. Yeah, she does. It's kind of funny. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Regolith hurts a bit more to get hit by than water. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, like, he's like, oh, I guess it's a matter of perspective. I think the moon is an empty desert, but to Nono, it's like an ocean for her. And, you know, perspective is important in this cult universe. Literally her world. So he's having a moment. Yeah, so the end of the episode is the three of them back on the moon ferry. They're going back to work, and he talks about how the... Space is a vast ocean. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of... more philosophical than uh, Hachi usually gets. Yeah, he really takes things literally and practically for the most part. So him thinking is kind of out of character for a bit. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll go back. <laughs> so yeah, that's a I don't know fun little episode, much like this next one. Yeah, yeah, this next <laughs> one's pretty good. Uh, episode uh, eight opens up. Uh, they're back from the hospital and they're um, <clears throat> just uh, working on one of the ships. And I want to say it's Tanabe and um, Hachi. And they just like start talking with some other folks, basically just about how good Fee is at her job. And the fact that like outside of the department, people just know Fee. They're like, yeah, yeah no, Fee's like incredibly good. She saves everything every time, like, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, oh, isn't she the junk division person? It doesn't matter. Everyone knows who she is. And they're like, yeah, it's weird that she hasn't been promoted or anything yet. Yeah, they talked about uh, one of the other companies trying to poach her, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut to uh, Fee meeting with who I think we later find out or he might have known in advance is like the general manager he's, for the he's company. He's the station head we've seen a few times. He's, he's the section manager for yeah. control section. He, uh, Dolph. Dolph. That's yeah. what it is. Dolph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolph. <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, they're eating, and we don't really see much of what they're discussing, uh, other than, like, he at one point, like, holds out a photo or something. I can't remember exactly. She got the picture from Cyborg 007 on the moon (laughs) saying, like, hey, he found this and figured I should give it to you as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because they all used to be friends for some reason. Yeah. 
Uh, and then we cut to Ravi uh, on the second floor of this restaurant, which has like one of those overhangs. You can see the first floor from the second floor. Uh, and he's eating with some other folks talking about setting up a meeting. It doesn't it's not super relevant at the time. Uh, and uh, sees Fee having lunch with a general manager like downstairs and is so surprised that he at one point slams his head into the glass to like look faster because he's a moron. He, he's he brown nosing like, and yet here's Fee having lunch with the section manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he immediately goes off on, you know, what wild tangents of, well, what, what could this be? Oh, it could be an affair. Um, <laughs> so then we cut back to everyone in the office discussing what could be happening between Fee and uh, Dolph. And, um, yeah, they just do a bunch of dumb guesses, like it's an affair or... Well, it's, mostly it starts it's rationally, affair. like Yuri's like, oh, maybe they're discussing, you know, salvage or something. And then yeah. Robbie's like, maybe they're having an affair and the, sex, and the manager calls oh, no, like, the thing oh, that, yeah, she's definitely the thing cheating. That makes them, <laughs> the thing that makes them go off, I remember, because they talk about, maybe they were just discussing it. And one's like, maybe discussing downsizing our division or something. And so they worry about losing their jobs and then they pivot that instead to, well, maybe it's just an affair. Like, and their jobs are safe. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it should be noted that uh, it's mainly Robbie and Philip doing the whole fairy angle because they're insane. And Yes. Yes. <laughs> they're not good at their job. Um, however, the serious infer- intern in the middle of this meeting does just, like, throw off her jacket and oh, has, like, God. a Devil May Cry outfit on underneath yeah, yeah. her to describe the aesthetic. And, yeah. <laughs> like, shortcut jeans. It's, yeah, it's it's a clubbing outfit. She's just like, I'm off the clock now. <laughs> off the outfit, and off she goes. And I'm like, I love this lady so much. Edelgard's Edelgard pretty great. Is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she rules. Uh, so then we cut back to the restaurant, and um, the entire team is like eavesdropping from upstairs or trying to. <laughs> Sorry, I just did a big sneeze. <laughs> I think I muted. I hope I did. I hope I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. All right. So the entire team is eavesdropping. Um, They're, of course, they can't hear anything, and they're just talking back and forth. And Tanabe gets all worked up over uh, Philip and uh, Ravi just being like, it's an affair. And she's like, it is not an affair. Would you have some respect for a human being for once? Uh, So she starts, like, screaming down the hallway like an idiot, like the whole time marching down the hallway yelling, they are not having an affair. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and Hachi's like, shut up, shut up, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and again, a reminder, Fee is married and has a child. So Yes, yeah, they do yeah, bring yeah, this yeah. up several times. Yeah, and Tanabe's like, come on, guys, no, like, have some faith. Uh, and then as Tanabe's screaming down the hallway, uh, Claire, Claire, who I originally wrote section. down as business lady maximum, because <laughs> yes. I couldn't remember. But uh, yeah, it is Claire from Control walks out. Uh, she overhears Ding Dong's uh, screaming about, you know, someone having an affair or whatever. And basically it's just like, could you two cut it out for a minute? Just stay out of people's private affairs, for God's sakes. And then Tanabe, you know, he was like, well, she's my friend, so I care. It's not just business or whatever, you know. So Claire, uh, I think it just basically tells her like, oh, don't tell me you think you're really friends. And she's like, yes, we are friends. <laughs> yeah, Claire's kind of a uh, she's kind of mean in the scene to Tanabe. Like even though they were cohorts and stuff, like she's like, "You're not her friend. What are you talking about?" Yeah, strictly business. So, yeah, so we cut to uh, Hachi playing Go with uh, one of his buds. It's a chance, and they're talking. Yeah, 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 and uh, talking about how the uh, like, Tanabe stood up to Claire and just yelled at her or whatever. Um, <clears throat> then his uh, bud basically brings up. Oh, don't be mad at Claire still. Like, come on, you broke up with her for a shitty reason. You broke up with her because of his father, I think it yes. was. Yes, ha- yeah. I want to say Hachi's father. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, he, but uh, the bud then asks, you know, like, oh, hey, if uh, is Tanabe dating anyone or interested in anyone? And then it just kind of, Hachi like has another reaction and is like, oh, God, again? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's obvious that Chainsaw is interested in Tanabe. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then there's a flashback to, uh, um, the meeting that Fee is having. And, um, the big actual thing that happened is, uh, Dolph just wants Fee to be one of the managers at control. Yeah. He or, wants like, the head manager control. Yep. Yeah. Over, he wants to promote like, her the heads of like control. everyone else as well. She's like, not even assistant first. And he's like, no, I'm just going to put you in at the top. That won't cause any resentment. <laughs> in this corporate culture, nothing's going to go wrong there. Yeah, you know, it's not a real yeah. meritocracy until you put your brown nose and time in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Fee is kind of zoning out thinking about all of this. Uh, this is understandably quite heavy for her. 
and Tanabe accidentally sneaks up on her, just kind of like floats up behind her and is like, hey, Fee, what's good? Fee just like flips out, yells at her, um, and then... The Faye Valentine Tanabe, comes out here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time she so. yells. Yeah, and then Tanabe uh, basically just snitches to Fee that those ding-dongs were like thinking she was having an affair, <laughs> which... Hey, Tanabe, they're dumb. You don't have to snitch on She <laughs> is such a snitch. Tanabe can't a keep a snitch. secret. You can't tell her yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say uh, that. <laughs> so then it cuts to uh, Fee kicking everyone's ass <laughs> for thinking that she was having an affair, yeah, which is quite Robbie good. into a wall, and then he fucking grovels in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, again, quite literally kicking everyone's ass for this. And they can't really, you know, do anything about it. Because, like, they, yeah, they deserve it. <laughs> they absolutely <laughs> deserve to get kicked into a wall. Like, yes. Yep. <laughs> um, so they ask, oh, well, then what were you talking to, you know, Dolph about? And Fee kind of just, like, deflects a little bit by saying, oh, we were talking about the past. And uh, mentions how they used to work together at, like, yeah, a prior company. not entirely or untrue. They did talk yeah. about the past. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a lie. It was just a lie of omission. Yeah. And then deflecting to like, oh, hey, by the way, did you know this other interesting thing? Stop asking about the conversation. Hey, here's more of my backstory. So then we cut to uh, everyone in a cafeteria line. Uh, Hachi explains uh, the girl in the hospital. No, no, was just like, it's like, yeah, she was 12 years old because Tanabe was, you know, going like, oh, are you sure you're not seeing anybody? Because I'm pretty sure you, I saw you with that girl. And Hachi's like, she was 12. Robbie said really creepy here. And then like, I forgot if it was Robbie or Phil, but one of them was like, it was oh, Robbie. She has the Robbie, body of an adult. Robbie like, oh, says come on, dude. a terrible thing. <laughs> yeah, Robbie, please, Jesus Christ. And, um. <laughs> But yeah, Luckily, Tanabe they, is. Uh, they do, she is like, God, dude, gross. What shut the, the fuck, fuck up. Man? Yeah, they do. Yeah, and then they move ass. on. <laughs> like, that is not actually cool to say. <laughs> so uh, then we cut to uh, Ravi getting yelled at by one of the higher ups that he was having a meeting with earlier. Um, it's apparently uh, some old guy from another or from uh what's Into. the group Into? Yeah. Into, yeah. yeah. Like they just had to put some Into bureaucrat into one of the positions. Uh and then also he finds out that Fee was offered the transfer to control is like the big thing. How yeah. dare she get hired over me? Yeah, because this suit is super pissed that he didn't get promoted and she's getting offered is basically yeah. why he's blabbing about it. Bullshit yeah. inner office politics. Yep. Nepotism. <laughs> So then uh, we cut to Claire at control, uh, or Claire and Fee in control, talking about uh, just a piece of debris they're going to get that apparently is like a big problem. A bunch of other companies have tried to get it. No one succeeded. And they refer to it as stealth debris because apparently it was like an accidental discharge from some lab that was testing like it or something. Like an space it has- station lab that... Yeah, so it has stealth properties, so it can't be tracked reliably by radar. And then the other problem is, when it gets hot, it just becomes this weird liquid goo that's impossible to grab and causes all sorts of trouble. Uh, So they're like, yeah, so you have to do it when it's on the dark side of the planet. It's like, oh, really? Yeah, you have to do that. On the dark side because it doesn't show up on radar. On radar. So you're just gonna need to kinda eyeball it. So kind of they basically throw in fee, hey, this here's our impossible mission that only you can do. Um Yeah, they keep calling it like the ghost satellite. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we cut to the crew discussing uh, a little bit of like, hey, why hasn't Fee been promoted or has decided not to be promoted, et cetera, et cetera. And they talk about, yeah, this is where uh, someone mentions she was being poached by another company and like turned them down as well, despite it being higher and all that. Um, so eventually the discussion comes around to if he's being promoted, we should prove that we don't need fee around and we can do yeah, missions like without to ease her. So let's consciousness just... of taking the promotion. We should do this uh-huh. ourselves in order to prove which it, is, you know. which is a terrible idea. She's the only adult in the room. Yeah, she sure is. <laughs> <laughs> Not great. Uh, so then we cut back to uh, the same, I believe the same manager who uh, was yelling at Ravi in the hallway. Yeah. Uh, just being loudly upset about the whole situation. Talks about them hiring a bureaucrat. Talks about, you know, them hiring someone from half section or whatever. You know, just popping off about this whole thing. Loudly uh, complaining because he's big and important enough to do that. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, Fee just loudly kicks a desk in the back and then walks away, which is a classic play. Of, <laughs> I didn't do anything. I don't know what you're talking about. There's a loud noise. You looked at me. I looked pissed, and then I left. <laughs> like, <laughs> the ultimate hey, office. I shut I the fuck up. I didn't do shit. Yeah, that is a classic play. Um, so, uh, the Ding Dong Squad. And when I say the Ding Dong Squad, I mean all of them. Because yep. Yuri's in there. Ravi's in there for some reason. And, uh, well, I guess the real one that for some reason is um, uh, the big boy whose name Phillip. I'm forgetting. Philip. Yeah, Why is Philip in there? And, yeah, so it should okay, be noted so, that like they before the scene there was a scene like if we're gonna do this you know mission without fee we're gonna need everybody to pitch together and become a team and like they ask Ravi for example like you're qualified to use the arm on the spaceship right we'll need you to do that mm-hmm. and he's he like, literally says books. on paper I am <laughs> on paper yeah on paper yeah <laughs> and uh, so they decide to start their scheme uh, they wait for fee to come back and. Uh, they're just talking to her about random stuff. And she starts. The she's briefing them on the mission. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. briefing them on the mission. And Elgard the, does like the classic, like make my phone call me trick <laughs> to tell them it's delayed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, the secretary picks it up and goes, "Yeah, they just called. The mission is delayed by six hours." And then everyone's like, "Yeah, Fee, take a nap. Hey, everybody. Yeah, let's take a nap. Fee, take a nap. Like, All of us should sleep right now, alone. It's important that we're going to be focused for this mission because it sounds very hard. So, Fee, take a nap. Like, and it's the most suspicious thing on the planet of everyone in the room being like, "Fee, take a nap." It's like, why do you want me to take a nap so bad? But uh, Fee basically is like, "Yeah, you're probably right. I should. I've, I've had a stressful couple of days." Uh, and goes to uh, take a nap, which I'd like to. I'd like to state the idea of napping in space kind of kicks ass because you can just float there. But I think inevitably you'd bump into something and wake up. No, Especially in a tiny little pod. Yeah, generally astronauts tie themselves down, like either get in a sleeping bag or strap themselves in. But yeah, that's what you I don't was need thinking. that when you're but, in a pod. <laughs> but it sounds awesome. Yeah, like just <laughs> falling asleep, just floating. That sounds so kick ass. I would probably still hurt my neck, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> You'd wake up and you it. would just be like in the worst contortionist position. In the spot. <laughs> I'd find a way. Somehow hurt yeah. my back in zero G. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Fee then starts thinking back to uh, Dolph, and I thought it was leaving for Technora, but it sounds like it was like the company they were working for was getting sold. To they were Technora? a surprise startup who was bought by Technora, yeah, was, basically. Yeah, and yeah, like, and oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it seems like everyone's just like pretty universally upset at him about this decision uh, across the board. Yeah, but all the stock options. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be upset. You were bought by AT&T. God. (laughs) So uh, she decides, you know, like, oh, Jesus, I can't sleep like this. Who the hell am I kidding? Uh, Goes out to the office and um, everyone's already in space. Uh, She takes this very well. Just kidding. She's very upset. There's this great scene where, like, I guess Yuri is the one who just watches over the pets for the entire office, and someone else came to pick up their ferret. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and she's like, hey, are you here for the ferret? And and, and the guy's like, I thought you were ill. (laughs) Yeah, they told me that you weren't around, so, uh, V, how you doing? And she's like, what? And then... Yeah. She looks over at Edelgard is the only one in the office. Oh, and she's got a new gold necklace. A new they gold necklace on. clearly bribed her with to get her to do yeah. the fake phone call. And, yeah, Fee just, <laughs> Fee just straight up like looks at her and is like, nice necklace. And she's just kind of like, hmm, yep. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, I enabled those idiots. They paid me. Yeah, they're mercenary, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so back up in space, uh, they are tr- they have deployed to get the big weird orb, uh, and everything is going incorrectly. Uh, Ravi goes to grab it with the arm and like somehow slams a, a bit of it, and like a bunch of small pieces break off. Uh, which then control is like, hey, you just generated a lot of secondary. Don't worry about it. That's easy. Just get the big one. We'll get someone else to pick up the little bit. Get the space goo. This is really important. Yeah, get the orb. We need the damn orb. Uh, so Hachi then uh, takes one of the uh, craft and just slams it into the orb and like basically just shoves it back to the ship. And is yeah, like, like they're, they're losing it. it, so he pushes, he knocks it back. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and uh, Ravi uh, finally manages to grab it with the arm, and hell yeah, we're pulling it in. And then, oh no, the sun has come out, and they miscalculated by about two minutes. So uh, the sun is up, and this thing is immediately turning into a fine goo. Instantly <laughs> liquefies is... and eats the fishbone, Tanabe and Hachi included. Yeah. Yes. It just kind of yoinks them into a big orb. It's like a classic D&D trap. <laughs> and it's like an amoeba there. eating something, yeah. There's yeah, a small yeah, yeah. touch here that I really like, that like when Yuri, who is piloting the ship, like the reason he notices that the sun's out is the monitor flashes like flare warning, so that this is just a system built into spaceships to like make it so that you're not looking at the sun when you come orbiting around that, which is really cool. I like that. Yeah. And also like right when, uh, when the sun crests in like some situations like that, it can cause, uh, like weird flash phenomenon. Like I know there's, uh, like green flashes and stuff like that. So you just, you have to be careful whenever the sun is barely doing anything. This is a chance for danger. But it's right around the corner. There's a, there's a lot of raw juice in that goose, and you got to be watching because a concentrated stream of that juice goose could be a problem. Uh, so it, it pulls them in, and it's pretty funny because Hachi's like, calm down, calm down. And Tanabe is just like doing backflips, being like, ah! Remember your underwater training, you yeah. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so she's in a full panic, which again, like, it, you're an intern, and it's like your second month. Like, yeah, this is a bit much. <laughs> It's a lot. Um, and uh, so Fee then grabs on at control and like takes one of the headsets and throws it on, uh, starts issuing commands and immediately has the great idea of our ship. The, the uh, toy box, toy box yeah. is like a huge ass ship and the just a piece of trash. Ass. But it has a fat ass and let's use that fat ass to block out the sun. A lot which, of junk in that trunk. <laughs> literal idea it's true if it turns into goo instantly hopefully it also solidifies instantly that would be nice it's pretty cold in space mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh so they uh they start working on that plan uh hachi gets out far enough like pushes himself to the edge of the orb so that he can use his arm to like boost the whole orb into the ship yep which is uh pretty good pretty sweet move uh, yeah, and they just they, they get the orb. It's solid again, and uh, Tanabe and Hachi are stuck in the orb, which is kind of funny. <laughs> they ask, they're like, hey, are you guys doing okay? They're like, uh, can you turn the heat on? Because we're stuck in an orb. Because I'm <laughs> still in the orb, the, thanks. I can't move. Would like to be out of the orb. <laughs> there's a funny touch here when she t- uh, when uh, Fee takes the headset and starts barking orders. She's telling him, like, you know, Yuri, you got to change the ship this way. You yes. know, Hachi, you got to do this. And, you know, Bobby, do this. And he's like, Philip, Chief, do nothing. He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they cut back and uh, Hachi and Tanabe are okay. Uh, Hachi was just super excited that they got the ghost. Uh, Tanabe has a moment of just realization of like, oh, but that definitely means Fee is going to leave then, right? Because we did just do it without her and with her instead at control. Tanabe, uh, the ultimate buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. We then cut back to uh, Fee talking to Dolph outside where they're uh, like finishing the uh, recovery of the, the big orb. Uh, and mentions having to hire the retired into bureaucrat. And Fee turned down the promotion and he asks like, did you really turn it down just because I had to hire another bureaucrat in there, like in that area? And she explains like, no, I just like to work in the field, which, you know, seems her delivery on it is a little like it's fair. And also it seems like maybe there's a little something else going on as well. Kind of an Uh, edge to it. I mean, who wants to be stuck at a desk all day, you know, pushing papers. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Who wants Uh, to sit around with Robbie and fill all day? (laughs) Oh yeah, that's really it. (laughs) So uh, Dolph then here mentions, you know, the company getting taken over and how, oh, we need to change. We need to, you know, move on from who we are, et cetera, et cetera. Like to Mankind has gotten saying, like, too you complicated. Should've... We need yeah, to. You should... We can't be like five guys in a garage anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all the best startups and, uh, start. And then Fee just kind of responds to him of like, hey, maybe uh, go outside, take the look at bark on a tree and see if it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Be yourself. Like, (laughs) go get some sun on you or whatever and see if you can be less of a wiener. (laughs) Dolph seems like the type of guy that has like six months of vacation time saved up and he just never uses any of it. 
For sure. Fee basically, yeah, Fee very politely tells Dolph, you need to get that stick out of your ass, my dude. <laughs> like, it's in there really far. And he's like, eh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and yeah, that's episode eight. A pretty good one. I liked it. A, a lot of, uh, we haven't got to have a proper, like, Fee-centric episode. Yeah. And that's exciting because that means now we might get other episodes for some yeah, of the other side characters that I would love to learn coming more coming up about. soon and also like for some of the other characters in the office so yeah nice, when, nice, when's nice. Edelgard's episode <laughs> uh, it's not till the later <laughs> half but she does get one yes <laughs> yes oh boy <laughs> it's not what you think <laughs> oh I've seen a pair to be honest <laughs> so episode nine regrets uh, we open with half section in space. Hachi opens up a private channel to Tanabe to ask if she's dating anyone to kind of continue that thread from the last episode. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, you know, are you fucking dating anyone? And she's like, I know that, but luckily they get interrupted by the space cops. Well, see, she has a crush on him, but he's asking for his friend, so things are kind of get awkward. Yeah. Are we in, like, a weird love line? Love dodecahedron. Right now, yeah. Well, I actually, think. one of the things I do like about this series is, like, the relationships of these characters, the romantic relationships, take, you know, ten episodes plus to actually develop. It's not like one yeah. day, like, oh, I'm gonna love this person. Like, it takes a while throughout the entirety of the series, which I do this like. This is the relationship episode. And... Thanks. It's not just a triangle, it is truly like a love hypercube, which is good because that's how relationships often are in the real world, especially yep. office relationships. Yeah, confined in a space yeah. station, you don't have a lot of options, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Tannabee's had, like, especially in this episode as well, she's having these, like, realizations that she's a little bit into him, like, from the talk with a friend, the hospital stuff, mm-hmm. where she was, like, jealous of him. Yep. Yeah, I don't think she's Oops. like fully aware no. of her feelings yet, but like it's obvious that like subconsciously she's kind of in them. Yep. So uh, space cops—they are the OSA. Uh, Hachi mentions the Space Defense Front has made some statements, but it gets dropped, and I'm sure it will never come up again. <laughs> never. A terrorist never group again. in space. No. no. Um, so one of the OSA officers comes out and Tanabe notices, like, like, he flies in at a high speed and she's like, oh shit, he's gonna crash, but he stops on a dime. And she's like, damn. And it turns out that the cop is Hachi's old sensei, and we roll the intro. <clears throat> so, uh, we come back to the space station, Seven. We're in debris section. Uh, the mentor introduces himself as Gigalt. I didn't quite catch his last name. It's very Russian. Yes. <laughs> so he is like, he is built like a truck, like gigantic neck, kind of huge nose, probably been broken a few times. Uh, he also looks to be like 50 or 60. He's pretty old. I will also be real. I thought the name was like a bit at first. I wasn't sure because yeah, I was like, Gigolf, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He was number one. <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing the security training with half section, like just basically basic training upkeep that uh, Intel and like the an OSA audit. do with everyone. Like, I guess yes. all these companies get audited by the OSA every once in a while. And so. You just make sure they're, you know, it's, it's OSHA. They're making sure all their, all their safety's up to code. Yep. So uh, it turns out that about two years ago, he actually worked with everyone at Half Section, which is why everyone knows him. And it turns out that everyone has a nickname, including Hachimaki, who is, which is, of course, Hachimaki. And he's the only one that, like, actually stuck. The one thing I want to note here is that he knows Edelgard, and then she says hi back, which is just like, yep. Proof that Edelgard, I'm a temp, I'm here for six months, has turned into three years, it's turned a into very God long six month assignment. <laughs> I never actually realized that that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of. I have a feeling it's one of those cases of uh, they just keep renewing her on one year temp contracts yep. over and over. Yeah. We're not going to mm-hmm. hire you, but. Maybe. No, because then they would have to pay benefits, and you know, can't be having that. Yep. Um, Ouch, my personal history. (laughs) Ouch, my exact life. Ow, fuck. (laughs) Oops. Um, So up in control, it turns out that OSA, like, has a bunch of inspectors on, and none of the higher-ups want to, like, be the person who has to, like, report to them and keep up with them. Except Claire, who goes for it, and Dolph is like, are you sure? You're still handling X, Y, and Z now. And she's like... Nope, I'm totally fine with this. It should be noted that she's holding the um, 
she's managing the shipments for the tandem mirror project again a thing that will never show up again never i'm sure it's not important um we cut to lucy and chen shin lucy has gotten him tickets (laughs) to what i have written as shen yun in the notes (laughs) Ten thousand years of history yeah that's a joke for the bay area um, also, it should be noted these tickets uh, that they got have a whole bunch of like Scientology texts on the bottom of them, like unintentionally. I guess they must have just found some shit, but it's kind of funny if you read them. Yeah, it's very good. Well, there's a, a letter later on that's also got garbage English on it. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, no, I'm busy. And Lucy's like, do you have the hots for Tanabe? And he, he's basically just like, yeah, I do. Yeah, and she's not very happy with. She's this. into well, him. I mean, He's in the Tanabe. Tanabe's in the Hachi. Hachi's probably still in the Claire. It's uh, Hachi's in the space stations. I feel like he's Poor been losing her on yeah. a wee bit because like, they had that. Moon well, date. It was clearly a date on the moon, and like she's asked him out before, and he hasn't turned her down. And God damn it, Steve Blum. Seems like a bit of a shit, <laughs> to be honest. Chain Singh's character actually evolves quite a bit over the course of the series. Um. Again, yeah. not maybe where you're expecting it. Oh, boy. Mm. So we cut to training with Gigalt, who is putting them re- through the ropes here. Uh, you got your escape pods, putting on your suits and, like, with no help it, with no help, eating a giant pile of vegetables. Yes, just the I usual love it. Stuff. He just tips, like, <laughs> I don't five meals worth of carrots on he, he steals the pan from the cafeteria is what happens here okay so like 20 people's worth probably of, uh, veggies yeah, he dumps it he's on just... Hachi's curry it's like come on dude yeah. <laughs> he's one of those classic guys who's just like he is a behemoth of a man and he yep. does not understand that his portion size of like <laughs> as a like 280 pound wall of muscle that works out every day is just like I don't don't you all have to eat 16 pounds of broccoli for dinner <laughs> Sir, there are two Hachis in you. (laughs) There are two Hachis worth. They are both depressed. (laughs) So they then have an... uh, Hachi and Gigalt have an arm wrestling session in the the office. And Gigalt wins by knocking the fucking table over. It's over the top. It's pretty great. And Hachi's like, fall, fall. (laughs) Cheer. Party foul. Um... We cut to the supply room with Hachi and Tanabe. Hachi's talking about how uh, Gigalt saying he's such a great guy. And he's basically like, I was probably going to quit after I almost got killed by that fucking arm from a bunch of episodes back. But yeah, that was he got me bad to go back out into space. Um, It's very clear that there's like a father son dynamic going on there. And this is when Tanabe. uh, Oh, yeah. Tanabe's like hey, could you do that to me? And he's just like, fuck no, I'm just I'm just a day jobber here. I've only been doing this for three years. Um, I don't think I'm qualified. Yeah, he's like, I can't be a, semp- or I can't be a sensei to anyone. I don't, just don't have the chops for it. I'm dumb as shit, actually. <laughs> um, she then finally circles around to, so why'd you ask if I was dating anybody? And by the way, no, but she's... She's clearly embarrassed because she clearly thinks he's asking that for himself when he's not. Yeah. Um, we cut to Fee and Gigalt, who are talking about Roland, who is the guy who died on the moon two episodes ago. Uh, Gigalt is really surprised that he committed suicide. And he hears the like she, she mentions, yeah, he had leukemia. And he definitely gets a bit of a look in his eye. Yes, it's very that. subtle, but it's definitely not foreshadowing anything. No, not at all. And also, for what it's worth, she also mentions that, like, the reason he wanted to end it was apparently because, like, they were telling him, like, we're going to send you back to Earth to get treatment on Earth because that's where you need, like, there's better treatment there. There's better facilities. There's less radiation. Yeah, they're going to force There's less radiation. Yeah, you won't have this weird stuff. But uh, basically, he just, you know, he was like, no, I'm dying in space. God damn it. And he knew if he went back down for treatment, he would never be back in space. So. Yep. Yeah, and then we cut to a party. Yeah, of course they gotta have a yes. party. This party's fantastic. <laughs> Everyone is drinking. Uh, it's it's one of those like if you ever been in a Japanese restaurant with one of the really tight, really private tables that have they all have their own rooms. Yeah, uh, everyone's there because it's basically Jigalt's last day with half, se- half section. He's like, well, you know, we still have a mission tomorrow, um, but. 
then Ravi jumps in with his ultimate party trick. Yeah, they were kind of talking about it earlier at the beginning of the episode that Ravi has great party tricks, and so... He basically is like a flasher, but with balloons. <laughs> he has this trench coat that he opens up, and like there's a whole bunch of balloons lining the inside, and they all go off like rockets and start flying around. And yeah, it's stupid. It's really dumb, but everyone's drunk enough that it lands really well. Um, yeah. We cut to the point where everyone is completely wasted, uh, Gigalt calls Hachi Hakim, and Hachi's like, my name's Hachi, you don't, fuck you. Um, <laughs> Gigalt starts talking about Hachi and Swan, who he, like, Tanabe's like, wait, who's who's this Swan okay, person? It must be noted that Tanabe is less drunk, um, not... She's probably had at least three beers at this yeah, point. She, she's not She's not drunk, drunk, but not trashed. But she, yeah, they're, they're trashed. They're yes. like... Passed out on the table, trashed. Yes. And she's, like, still kind of sitting able to talk. Drunk. And when he mentions that Hachi and Claire used to be a thing, because it turns out Swan is Claire, she gets really like, wait, wait, you Claire? Is that is that who you're talking Hachi, about? Hachi, are you dating Claire? Are you? Did you ask me if I'm dating someone while you're dating Claire, you son of a bitch? Wake up. <laughs> but he's... He blacks out at this no, point. No, he does say that uh, he we says broke we up. broke up. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he, just he like, does be like, we broke up. Are you happy? And then she's like, oh, uh, sorry. Good. Yes, I am happy. Thank you. I, and then she does have a moment of like, wait, why does that bother me so much? <laughs> yeah. Um, we cut to the girls' dorm where like Lucy Tanabe floats in fairly drunk <laughs> when with Lucy like over at the door. And she wants to talk I, to to Tanabe, but Tanabe is way too way too drunk for I, that. I want to say that I think it would be hilarious to watch someone try to hide being drunk in space. Yeah, yep. watching someone try I, to be hide being drunk on Earth is already pretty good. <laughs> I do not understand why they let drunk people in the zero G section of the space station. That is a disaster yes. waiting to happen. Because yeah. that's where the dorms yeah. are. <laughs> And I just love that, yeah, Tanabe, while she's flipping around, she's like, oh, the room's spinning and gets yelled at her. No, you're spinning. You, it's you, dummy, which would be like the nightmare of being drunk in space is, oh, the room's spinning. Oh, my God, I actually am spinning. Oh, no. Oh, Because, right. I mean, like, if you're, it should be noted again, these dorm areas are like a huge common area, like a gym-sized common area with, like, the actual small pods on the walls. Yeah. And so, like, if you – the scene shows Tanabe, f like, floating through the center of this. If you puked in the center of that, it would just be everywhere. There's no oh, way to clean that up. Everywhere. Yeah. Just all um, over the place. So you need to deploy, like, a net. <laughs> like a big net. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I, honestly, just vent the space. Yes. Yeah. It's not worth it. Nope. Let half section pick it up. Um, so Lucy's like, hey, but I'm, I'm going out tomorrow. You know, like I have another flight tomorrow because she's, you know, on the same ship as Chen, as, uh, Chen Shin. So I won't be back. And Tanavi's like, let's just fucking talk it out when you're back. Is that okay? And Lucy agrees, but she's clearly a little bit pissed about this whole Chen Shin situation. I'm, I'm like, Lucy, Lucy, Hen, it's not Tanavi's fault Chen Shin is a jerk. It's a bit of a fuckboy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we cut to the next morning where, uh, Tanabe comes in on Jigalt's and they're more or less okay now. All sobered up. All sobered up. They talk about, uh, Hachi's headband and he's like, you know, I didn't just name it cause his name is like, sounds like Hachimaki. It's cause that headband is sort of like his, his go mode signal. When he puts it on, he's focused. He's in the mission. It's like, he's a totally different person and it's not just about space. Um, and then Tanabe he turns asks, into he turns into Big Boss is basically what the <laughs> yes, description it's is. The Big is, Boss headband. He, yeah, he just turns into I am my mission. The mission is me. There is nothing but me and my mission, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Whenever he puts that headband on, which you know sounds bad to me, maybe, but hey, what do I know? I mean, whatever. I guess when you're in you space and there's a little margin for error, it, yeah. it's good to have that. Yeah, to yeah have you gotta be serious then. Yeah. Um, Tanabe then asks why Claire's nickname is Swan, and he basically says that, you know how they look all graceful when they're floating on the water like that, and it turns out that underneath it, they are just paddling like all hell just to, just to keep up those kinds of appearances. That's literally her. Well, you know, I thought it was because you don't want to fucking mess with swans. <laughs> That's true. 
That is they're also mean fair. Bitches. <laughs> oh, do not max with a swan. They're scary. They will fuck you up. Yeah, they will. Yeah. <laughs> they're like geese, but worse, basically. Yes. Yeah, they are. Um, we They're cut like to... entitled geese. This isn't yeah. foreshadowing. This is how I would describe swans, yeah. <laughs> geese, but protected by the queen. Um, <laughs> so we cut to Claire, who is getting even more work put on her as if and, to and prove the point. And the boss the being like, oh, you volunteered for this, so we're not going to help you. Go do it all yourself. It's like, kind yeah. Of all right. Yep. That's, I mean, you work at a company, and if you're willing to give them that, they will take it. Um, back on the toy box, it turns out that this mission is a little bit more complicated than expected. Uh, there's... They, they detect a heat signal on yes. the debris, and I'm like, oh, that's not good. And Tanabe's like, what does that mean? What does it mean? And everyone else is like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Okay, we got to deal with this. It's like, what does it mean? So, it's another... It's a crew of people on an unauthorized space flight who are basically gluing nuclear waste to this piece of space jump. Yeah, they don't want to deal with the actual disposal of it, so they're just kind of leaving it out there for someone else to deal with, which, again, clearly illegal. Yeah, and they say you can't just, like, dump it because someone, you know, it'll set off an alarm if debris just appears in space. It turns out nuclear detectors are pretty good at their jobs, so... (laughs) So they attach it to other debris. Especially in space, where there's, like, nothing in the way, like an atmosphere or anything, yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's just a hot body in the middle of space. Wonder who put that there. Yeah, so you just go up to yeah. debris, dump your debris, and bugger off before anyone notices you. And then when they come and pick up that debris, they're like, ah, shit. Have well, have someone else's nuclear waste now. Yep. I just have to grab that. So, uh, Fee attaches the toy box to their ship with, like, the, with the grabby hands. And the pirates basically jump out to try to cut the arm off so that they can get free. Um, Gigalt and Hachi. The, oh, sorry, they have called the OSA by this point, but they have to wait for them to show up. Yes, you know, the you know in space it still takes the cops uh, three hours and the to pirates. arrive to the scene. <laughs> and the pirates are super aware of this, and immediately they're like, "Yeah, if we get caught, uh, it's at least twenty years. So uh, let's go, <laughs> let's leave." I was right like, yeah. "We're gonna cut off this hunk of junk that's attached to us because they're like this goddamn old ass <laughs> what a ship. shitty ship. Let's just <laughs> fucking get rid of it." I, I also like it's twenty years for dumping nuclear waste in space only. 20 only 20 you know you, you get caught with weed on the space station though that's 50 well, attempted murder is 25 <laughs> yeah that so does come up it, it's slightly less bad than attempted murder <laughs> <laughs> so uh since they're about to cut the arm off jigalt and hachi suit up to go f- have a sweet space fight with these dudes Tanabe wants to come, um, but Hachi fucking butt blasts her to be like, no, you're not allowed to come out with us. This is actually really serious. And then Gagal's like, don't hit women, and Hachi's like, what was my butt? <laughs> it is yeah. great because it's completely should, off the a cuff. A real spaceman, yeah, a real spaceman would never raise a hand against a woman and he's like, it was my butt. <laughs> Those beautiful Hachi line. <laughs> so uh cut to the arm where they where they've got the saw out. Hachi like fucking slams into a, into the dude to to kick him. It's and, a double-footed fucking drop kick, but in yeah. space. Uh and despite the fact that there are seven guys out there, Hachi and Gigalt actually are like doing pretty okay cuz it turns out they have proper space training and are super mind synced. Um the pirates also keep bringing up, like, damn, this arm is really strong for a old ass junk spaceship. Damn, why are the why does the shitty ship have thrusters this ridiculous? Like, it it comes up a few times, and I'm sure that's never gonna pay off. <laughs> um, Hachi then gets like the one of the pirates shoots at him with the with the gun, and it's adhesive that they were using to get the nuclear barrels to stick to the uh, to the spaceship. And now that he's immobilized, one of the pirates goes in to, to fucking murder him. But Gigalt jumps in and blocks it using his, uh, like, compressed air tank. His arm and he thruster. goes 25 for attempted murder. <laughs> um, at this point, the guy's like, well, hey, I'm already going to jail for the rest of my life. I might as well just fucking kill you. Breaks Gigalt's uh, air compressor and kicks him off of the spaceship. So, like, he's fucking dead at this point. Yeah, like, he's free-floating away from everything. Yep. 
With no mean of propulsion, yeah. Yeah, without anything to, to move his ship he, around. Like, punches his compressor because it's like going off and setting him further. So he just fucking nails it and like breaks it. Yep. Um, and at this point, he sort of has his moment of like, you know, we you die in space. He's he's clearly like He's ready to die. He's like, ready to die, and it's like those words from Roland probably had a bit of an effect on him there. And like, turn back and get him. He's like, no, no. Complete don't. the mission. This is more important. Um, but then Tanabe, who is not listening to orders, flies up in beep, the beep. fishbone. Beep, beep, here I am on the little Jeep. Hello, it's me. I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a little girl in a little car. You need help? <laughs> it's like, this is very has funny. Arrived. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Tanabe in this in this course of episodes has a really good habit of just interrupting very serious grave moments like yes. Fee having the serious thoughts of oh, am I gonna leave the division behind and then Tanabe just pops up hello and then this one is just <laughs> an old man floating through space like well I guess it's my time to die hi I'm on a <laughs> and the best part of this is Hachi who is still glued to a piece of space degree. Starts yelling like you didn't listen to your superior officer, but she's like, "But no, I'm, I'm. Oh god, what was it? Um, it's like for justice, something. Yeah, I'm a space hauler for justice. Space hauler for justice, which will come up again in a second. But uh, yeah, she's yeah. going off on her fucking idealism. And he's like, "Oh god, you and your stupid shit again. What does that even matter?" And during this, uh. Sensei just uh, cracks a little bit of a smile, like, ah, okay. <laughs> the nice <laughs> moment. Balls. The kids are all yeah. right. So the pirates finally cut loose from the uh, from toy box uh, and start flying away with Hachi still attached to the ship. They all basically just surround him to, like, fucking cook him with, uh, I guess. Building with, torches. With, well, yeah. When he's like, well, I'll show you what a justice can do. What a junk hauler for justice yes. can do. Yes. And which I do, I do love. By the way, they're like they're cutting equipment they were using. It's like huge barriers with these massive cutting jets in the middle. Yeah, it's like yeah. a torch, so like, but with a shield attached to it. it turns yeah, out, yeah, it's space, like so instead like, of you have to have a whole that. Yeah, yeah, you can't just have a welding mask. You need to have a welding barrier, which yeah. is a lot. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Byob, bring your own barrier. <laughs> Um, so they're about to go deal with Hachi, but this is when the OSA spaceship swoops in to save the day. It should be noted this OSA ship is, like, is, like, way more armored and actually has, like, harpoon weapons and, like, oversized thrusters on it. It's, it's like, a spaceship meant for capturing other spaceships. Yep. Clearly a military ship. Uh, we get an even sweeter space fight with space daggers and space rifles. Where the pirates are just totally overwhelmed. Yeah, the, one of the pirates tries to shoot the OSA agents with that goo gun, but like the OSA agents are like dodging around like it's nothing, and they like go up to the pirates and like get them with a knife and tell them that like yep. they have to stop. They're like, "Stop, or we will shoot you." And they're like, "All right, <laughs> fair enough." And it turns out the commander on this OSA uh, mission is Hakim, who is another one of Gigalt's pupils. Uh, Tanabe rolls up with the fishbone <laughs> and Jigalt jumps off of it to go say hi to both of them. Um, and he is, he, he then gives the same, you know, when you're an astronaut, you retire when you die. Cause they're, they're like, uh, I think Hakim is like, Hey, you're, you're probably gonna get early retirement after this. Aren't you? You're a hero now. And he's like, ah, no, I'm not going to retire. Literally. I'll never ever. retire. <laughs> um, so we go back and we come back into the bay where Jigalt and uh, Tanabe are there and he gives her the nickname Angel. She's super embarrassed about this and just when she's about to bring it up, uh, he coughs up some blood. Turns out he's also got space cancer. It's just the show. Everyone dies of cancer. The show. Being I mean, an that's old man realistic. in space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of cancer in space. You're going to get space cancer. Space cancer everywhere. Turns yeah, out Earth is pretty good at blocking UV radi radiation, and you still get cancer down here from the sun, so... Mm -hmm. Too much juice in that goose, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking about. Just too much juice in that goose, it's the unhealthy. Important, <laughs> the important thing about this end of the episode is that when he tells her that he has space cancer, he tells her not to tell anyone else. And Tanabe's very good with secrets, so... <laughs> yep, yeah. no one yeah, will he explicitly, ever know. He just, he's like, hey... It's way past being treatable, and I just don't want to worry people. Like, can we just 
not tell anyone in Tanabe, yeah, immediately. Uh, yes. Especially, <laughs> I can like, do that. don't tell Hachi, and yeah. I'm yeah, certain okay. that she will never tell Hachi. Uh-huh. It's obvious that she's having, like, a crisis of conscience here about what she should do. Like, she yes. wants to respect the guy's wishes, but at the same time, like, it's not safe, and, you know. She realizes how, like, serious it is that he wants to keep this secret, but she that, is a fucking narc. That and, like, you know, Hachi is clearly, like, he's clearly important to Hachi. He's like, can she really not tell him that like, yeah. this guy he loves is can dying she handle of cancer? This? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And the episode just kind of ends on that downer. Yeah. The next couple of episodes, um, especially 10 and 11, may be the two best in the entire series. So Ooh. I'm looking forward to that. And also we have been introduced to Hakeem, which I think is one of the best characters in the series. Double so, Oh, no yeah. kidding. This late. Okay. Yeah, Hakeem nice. shows up, um, well, pretty much every episode. Not every episode, but for the majority of the ones remain. And he's, he's a really interesting character. So Nice. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well... Till next time, it's going to be episodes uh, 10, 11, and 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I hope you all have enjoyed it so far. I know I have. Planet Test has been great so far. Oh, yeah. I'm really liking it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to your reactions on episode 11 because that one is probably the best one. And it's fantastic. Oh, mm. oh I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll catch you all next time. Space anime. Space anime. <laughs>